going's great, but then you get an erection and you're like, you date the big dicks, then you marry the average dick. I'll be the dumb guy. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome back to Melinda and my Today we are talking about falling in and out of love. So I have many clients that call me and they're saying, oh my gosh, I'm falling, I'm falling out of love with my partner. Now this is something really common that we experience in relationships. I want you to ask yourself, where are you right now in your relationship? Today we're going to talk all about it and you're going to find a way how to get through it. So let's start off by talking about why we get into the relationships that we're in. One, could be we fell in love with the person by getting to know them. Two, it could be that we feel we're very much of a team with them. They could be our best friend. Many people get into relationships for financial reasons. And there is not one way that a person can make a relationship work successfully and in a healthy fashion. But every relationship does go through what we call ruts and you do fall in and out of love. Each relationship has multiple relationships in it. With life throwing different events and stress at us, we have to be fluid with life. In a long-term relationship, there are many, many relationships. As life gives you challenges, we have to mold and stand up to them. So maybe if you're married or you've been in a long-term relationship, you can look back to the dynamic that went on between you and your partner day one versus where you are now. When life throws us a challenge, sometimes we don't know how to take the relationship through that challenge. Typically, when we get stuck here, this is where we see the gradual decline of people starting to fall out of love and emotionally drift out of the relationship. So here are some ways that you can find out if you are starting to fall out of love with your partner. When you start turning to your friends or your family for support. You start looking to your friends and family for direction, you know, and maybe you have a challenge at work or a big decision to make. The first person you call is no longer your partner. Sometimes the way we feel about ourself impacts who we are in the relationship. So if you feel yourself starting to have lower self-esteem or lower self-worth, this may cause you to actually withdraw from your partner. Three, Maybe there's a loss of trust. You know, maybe you found them lying or cheating or just you no longer have that confidence in trusting them like you once did. And lastly, number four, maybe after you met their friends and family, you started to fall out of love with them. We really learn a lot about our partner once we learn their world. And this is a really important part. So I encourage you to always meet the friends and family. So what do we do when we find ourselves falling out of love with the person we actually want to be in a relationship with? Well, I'm gonna give you a few tips on how to bring that love and excitement back into the relationship. Maybe it's not you in the relationship who's emotionally just drifting away. We can definitely feel our partner. So if you yourself feel that you are drifting away or that your partner is falling out of love, first we need to bring it up bring up this conversation. Say, hi, I'm really noticing that, you know, we don't seem as close as we once did. I'm really feeling the distance between us. How are you feeling? Bring up this conversation and wait for their response. If you're feeling something has changed in the relationship, I'm sure they are too. 
Secondly, we have to bring back the intimacy and dating into the relationship. Just like I was saying earlier, how there's many, many relationships in one relationship, well, you're going into the next relationship now. So date your partner again. Whether you're already dating or you're married, date them. Plan time to have dinner together without your phones. Plan time to spend together. Do an activity. The best ones are when you really get your adrenaline up. Then you get the sexy turned back on. And lastly, let's go back to intimacy. We need to turn up this intimacy. And no, I am not talking only about sex because intimacy is not just sex. There are eight different types of intimacy. People connect through intimacy. How do you connect? Talking, communication, opinions, intelligence, all of these things reconnect us with our partner. Lastly, if you are falling out of love with your partner, look at all the other elements in your relationship that we have talked about today. Falling out of love with your partner may be a sign that you are no longer in love with who your partner has become. Life forces us to grow up. And through that, we can fall out of love with who our partner has become. Many of us stay in a relationship because we're afraid to be alone or for the convenience that it offers. If you do find yourself falling out of love with your partner, look at every piece of the relationship. This may be a sign that you are no longer in love with your partner. It is okay to fall out of love and realize that maybe this partner is not the best fit for me. Somebody once told me that the foundation of any relationship is being best friends with your partner. Love will not get you through in a marriage or dating your partner. There has to be other elements that bond the relationship together. You know, as we do fall in and out of love with our partner, if we have that best friend foundation, you can get through any rut that life throws at you. So if you feel you are falling out of love with your partner, there are many different aspects to every relationship. Examine them all. Look where you are in love with them and maybe where you are falling out of love with them. Know that love is beautiful, but it is not the definition or the foundation of any relationship. Okay. Hi everyone and welcome back to Melinda's Mailbag. Today we are talking about falling in and out of love. Before we get to that, we're jumping back to penis size. Always so important. Yes. So Sean, what are our listeners saying? Alright, first question of the week. I'm obsessed with penis size. I think about it all the time. So does every 12-year-old boy. <laughs> so is this coming from a man? That was my question. Okay, I'm I'm not surprised because actually men think about penis size way more than women do. Oh, that's good to know. So what's important for women, right? The orgasm. The orgasm, the connection, the feeling in sex is important. So men, you can have a micro penis or you can have a 10 inch penis. But what it is really is how are you gonna make the girl feel? Mm -hmm. Men have this pressure of feeling like they need to have this large penis. But if you listen to a lot of women, they actually don't want a big penis because it can hurt. You date the big dicks and you marry the average dick. Sean, what are you seeing in porn? Little dicks or big dicks? Massive. Massive. I think I think that's what guys are, are sizing themselves up with. Big dicks. They associate a bigger dick with girls orgasming. You know what's shocking is now children, adolescents, are learning how to have sex through porn. 
So you can imagine someone would be like, oh my gosh, my dick has to look like that too. Porn is very centered around pleasuring the male, I, I feel like, than the female. So if, if that's where girls are learning how to have sex, I feel like it's definitely more beneficial for the for the males than the females. Well, you do, huh? Yeah, yeah. Like, it, sex doesn't always have to start with getting head. But in porn, it definitely does. You know, I gotta tell you that porn actually is not real. It's, it's not, not real. It's not. Those moans aren't real, guys. Maybe, I mean, maybe a little bit, but I think there's a bit of acting in there as well. It's all entertainment, so don't expect what you see on porn, if it's between a man and woman, for example, don't expect the woman to give you head. Maybe she doesn't want to. Maybe the man doesn't want she does, to. Though. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you can be appreciative. You know, a little random act of oral. That's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I've made this term called porn pressure because we watch a lot of porn and some people are learning from porn that we're really feeling, oh, my body has to look like that or... Um, I have to do this with my partner or my partner's gonna expect that. And I think a lot of people who are experiencing sex for the first time, that's what they're going in with. Mm, you know, I've had a lot of clients come in saying, we wanna do this in, that we saw in porn, or I wanna look like this, or I wanna have this penis. And I have to say, you know, it, it's not real. And that may not actually be pleasurable if you try it. I will say men spend more time focused on their penis size. So really, it's not as common for women to be thinking about it. What's really important for women is, you know, how the two are interacting. The pleasure, the orgasm that comes from it. Always about the pleasure pathway. The pleasure pathway. So here's a question. I think a lot of guys associate penetration with orgasm. As I've, as I've known you, I'm learning more about... Girls might not necessarily even orgasm from penetration. They need some more stimulation in other areas. Yes. Which... I love how you bring that up, right? So women can have a clitoral orgasm or they can have a vaginal penetration orgasm. It really just depends on the woman. And maybe she wants both. All right, what else are our listeners asking? Back to the dicks. Everybody loves dicks. Do guys with big dicks look more masculine and powerful to girls? So what... What do you think, like, among men? Is there, like, this societal pressure I mean, big to dick have, like, what goes on in the locker room? way to go, right? Like, your, your head's just hanging out at the bottom of your shorts? Like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I hope nobody's doing that. <laughs> just, just flopping around down there, just massive so, elephant trunk? Yeah, I mean, every guy. I, I mean, in, in practice, like, running would probably be, t I mean. So what does that message, what does that send to, like, a mating partner? Like a man or woman mating partner, like, you know, do you think that sends a message? I'd imagine if you have a, a larger penis than the average Joe, you're probably more confident going into the bedroom. I, I would think so. Really? That's interesting. So I wonder, I wonder if, if guys compare their penis sizes to like breast size, like, um, you know, they might associate bigger breasts with being more attractive and then... Um, kind of change, put that on themselves and assume that a bigger penis will make them more attractive to the opposite sex. You know, so we have, like, right, the societal norm of, oh, I can have this breast enlargement or, like, a lift and that'll make me feel better. And I'm, I'm all about that. If you feel, okay, I really want to alter my body because I will feel more confident, okay, that's one way to do it, right? But we can't make that our course of. 
because then we're always making, oh, my appearance is what's giving me the validation to feel good. Now I'm all about, okay, if you want to switch something because you'll feel better, fine. But it can't be that foundational piece. But I think, yeah, living here in Miami, a lot of women do alter their bodies and their breasts um, to attract men, to feel more sexy in themselves and go for it. But also make sure that foundational piece is there too of I feel confident in, in whatever body I have. So do you have any statistics on how common it is for females versus males to get some type of, you know, lack of a better term, sexual enhancement surgery? Fake boobs. Pretty common really nowadays, common. right? I, I mean, I, again, who knows? I don't know if a guy's going to be like, yeah, man, I went to the dock, got two inches. You know, that's kind of too bad it's not really locker room talk because there's a lot of men out there that don't have the little baby arm and maybe <laughs> are really <laughs> like being shameful about it. And they really shouldn't because if you listen to my podcast last week, I talked all about penis size and how you can have a micro penis of one inch and still pleasure yourself and your partner. Sex is where, Sean? Between the ears. <laughs> Sex is between the ears. So, Sean, read our last viewer's question. Now, this question is from my TikTok. And if you want to follow me on TikTok, it is at sex with Melinda. If, if you can't tell from the, uh, from the wording of this, it's, my boyfriend only wants to nut. He never worries about me. And if I get off, why do I feel that I can't be first? So, this was coming from a female, and she's saying, my boyfriend only wants a nut. He's not having me come first. Well, if you looked on my podcast where I talked about orgasms, what I said was, typically, a male orgasms before a female. So, if sex is between a male and female, well, if you kind of just let nature and biology do its thing, the man is going to come before but if you, sex is to satisfy both people. Sex is not a solo experience, unless you're masturbating, but they're not. So sex is a communal and enjoyable pleasure pathway. All right, so let, let's let's play, let's do the play game. I, we're having sex, I'm the, I'm the, I'll, I'll lead the dummy, I'm the guy. We're having sex. <laughs> I come, you haven't come, you're still, you know, invigorated. Mm -hmm. My my penis is no longer erect. Mm -hmm. What are what what are some things you can suggest the couple does? <gasps> so many things. Toys. So many things. If you want, you can totally bring in a toy. You can go to oral. You know, sex doesn't have to come from penetration. Maybe this girl's actually looking for a clitoral orgasm or an anal orgasm. There you go, guys. We it's not fucking nap time yet. It's not because remember, this is between two people. It happens. Men do come before women. Sometimes nature and biology take it away. But it doesn't have to be over. It doesn't have to satisfy only one person. Hey, and you know what? If the male is really, really tired, maybe he can just find it super sexy while she uses a toy on herself or her own hands. All right, thank you so much, TikToker. Yeah, we appreciate your honesty on that one. No, no. No editing in that. That was straight out of the... I love it. Thank you, listeners, for writing into me. You can write or DM me on my Instagram at, at therapy with Melinda. 
or you can go to my website, uh, insight-miami.com. I have a form there and you can fill it out, send your questions in, and we will be so happy to answer them on Melinda's Mailbag. So now on Melinda's Mailbag, I want to get back to our topic with today's episode of falling in and out of love. Sean, we kind of talked about some of the warning signs um, when we're falling out of love. What do you think men do when they are starting to fall out of love? But what do you think sometimes men's behaviors are when they're falling out? Less time together. I mean, you probably start prioritizing hanging out with your buddies a little more, you know, mm -hmm. nights out with the guys. Mm -hmm. I feel like girls have more of like a, you know, they hit a they hit a point where they're like, all right, I'm done, I'm good. Guys, maybe it's because they're enjoying the sex still or whatever it may be, will kind of drag a relationship on. Maybe they'll maybe they'll kind of keep one leg in while they're they're exploring the world. Oh, it's so interesting. You know what I I picked up on was that are you feeling like men still have the same amount of sex even when they're falling out of love? I would imagine if a guy was having zero sex in a relationship, that would probably lead them to to think about ending it faster than than if there was still, you know, regular sex involved in it. Interesting. Okay, so one of the pieces of intimacy for men, and we, like we talked about in the show, that there's eight different types of intimacy. And intimacy is not always sex, but it sounds like when men think about intimacy, their first piece is sex and that's something that it always keeps ends the up there you know cut cuddling's great but then you get an erection and you're like what that can be a sign right there where men and women if it's if it's a heterosexual couple like bump into i don't i don't know a challenge right there if one person is only wanting to cuddle and the other person is kind of expecting or wants to take that relationship next place certainly and that can be in a long-term relationship too so i think for women when we're looking also at, at the sex piece and falling out of love i think women typically one of the first signs for them that they're trying to fall out of love is actually not wanting to have sex certainly uh, yeah I, I could see that 100 percent yeah. so sean we talked in 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 the podcast that it is so normal for us in a dating relationship, in a committed relationship, in marriage, to wax in and out of love, to fall in and out of love frequently. That's very normal. And that's why love isn't what gets you through. And that's why love, it can't be the only piece in your foundation. I feel that people believe that their first sign that they're falling in and out of love is sex. Sex is oftentimes the first flag that we really see that something in the relationship is off. So if you're noticing a difference in your sex life, well, it probably isn't anything to do with the sex or the orgasm or the penis size, but something with the intimacy, something in the relationship is causing the sex piece to go out of whack. The lack of intimacy, the, the change in sexual desire isn't necessarily the, the, the point of contention. It's kind of the, the end result of, you know, different issues in the relationship. So maybe you're spending less time together. Maybe you're arguing more. The lack of respect has gone down or you're really busy with work and you're not giving your partner the attention that they like or that they want. You know, you're looking outside of the relationship for validation. It's so so if the, the ebb and flow of love is common, 
what would you suggest people do when they find themselves kind of in that rudder, ruddier area where, you know, they look at their partner, they, they appreciate them, they want to be with them, um, but that, that emotional, that, you know, that inner desire, that not thinking up here piece, but more that like primal instinct is saying, you know, man, I don't know. And I love how you bring this up again, and I'm going to say it again, that yes, you probably are going to find yourself in this place, you know? So think about, think about it. What do I need to get me back into feeling connected with my partner? Once I feel that trust, intimacy, connection with my partner, the sex will then start to fall back into place. But how do we get there? Well, you have to reestablish the relationship. Like I said before, we have many little mini relationships within a large relationship. So I'm in this rut. How do I get out of it? How do I reconnect, put the vibrance back into my relationship? You have to relearn where each person is at that time. I'm feeling really distant from you. You know, I'm feeling really emotionally distant from you. We haven't been spending as much time together. You know, life really comes at us and we really sometimes take our relationships for granted and we push them to the side and we put a lot of other things before it and your relationship will feel that after time. Would you recommend maybe them seeking some type of counseling such as yourself to where you know there's kind of an intermediary in the room it's not necessarily a one-on-one -on -one conversation with your partner but I've worked with a lot of individuals in a marriage or relationship and they're like, hey, I'm starting to feel this. So we kind of talk about, you know, their experience in the relationship and things that they can bring home and communicate with their partner. That's what I say, like a therapy session with Melinda is 50 minutes. That's your time to really dive into the problem. Once you spend 50 minutes, you're emotionally and mentally tired. So after you leave my office, after you cross out my door, that's a time, okay, now we put it into action. We've thought and talked enough. Let's go out and enjoy each other from a physical standpoint as well. Which she doesn't help with, guys. Not part of the job. <laughs> I'm so excited for next week's show. It is all about anal. So tune in. It'll air next Monday at 3 p.m. And don't forget to write in all your sexy little questions to Melinda's mailbag. And until then, go out and have great sex.